0: By combining your greatest strength and passion, you'll not only own a specific content niche, but you'll get to enjoy what you're best at too. What's going on? You're listening to episode 11 of the Perspective Podcast, and I'm your host, Scotty Russell of Perspective Collective. This show is about helping creatives like you develop your mind. Build a personal brand and grow an audience. I believe blending these together can make you a valuable asset to the creative community. And I want to share everything I learned along my creative path with you. So this is part two of a three-part series of laying the foundation for your personal brand. Last week I talked about the value of your story and understanding who you are and where you're going. One thing that I failed to mention is that knowing who you are is just a constant pursuit, okay? It's It's not something that ever stops, and during each season of your life, it's important to know where you came from and how those experiences shaped you into who you are at this current moment in time. Today, we're talking about part two of the series, and it's all about finding your sweet spot. I'm going to go talk more in detail about what the sweet spot is here soon, but just know that finding it is going to help you build an engaged audience around a content niche, and it's going to allow you to enjoy the work that you're best at. I'm just excited to share this with you today. So let's get started. I want to first talk about making sure your ladder is against the right wall and tell you a little bit of my backstory. So when I graduated college, I went to Warper College and I was all over the place. I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. I couldn't get a job to save my life in the graphic design field and I wanted to be great at everything, like everything I came across, I wanted to be great. And I felt like I could make a living off being great at a lot of things, which ended up making me average at a lot of things. You know, it's the prime example of being a jack of all trades. You know, I wanted to be a tattoo artist. I loved to draw, drew my whole entire life. I wanted to be a logo designer as well. Um, I was co-running a t-shirt company with a friend. We thought that was going to turn into something while at the same time I was trying to become a freelance graphic designer too, to work with all these big name clients. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. You know, I was doing all this at once within three years of trying to get a graphic design job, just trying to make something work, but I didn't have focus. So I want you to imagine each of these paths that I was trying to take as a wall. And I was placing a ladder against each one. And I was attempting to climb all the walls at the same time, trying to reach the top. The problem was, the ladder was against the wrong wall, or walls in this scenario, and I feel like you and so many other people can relate. Stephen Covey, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Successful People states, If the ladder is not leaning against the right wall, every step we take just gets us to the wrong place faster. And back to my story, once I graduated college, I was going in the wrong place quickly. It was no wonder why I was so depressed with my current life situation like there were some dark years in my life i felt like just a massive failure as i watched people that i graduated with succeeding right away out of college and i didn't understand why but at the time they had found their sweet spots in college because they were more focused than i was they knew what they wanted they they knew what they were good at they knew what they loved and then they went and made it happen i just lacked all of this i lacked the clarity i lacked the vision However, everything changed when I stumbled across content related to The Sweet Spot in an Entree Leadership Podcast hosted by Ken Coleman of Ramsey Solutions. And I'm going to do my best to see if I can find that episode again, and I'll hook it up in the show notes along with everything else I mentioned in this episode. And you can find it all at perspective-collective.com backslash 11. I started working on my sweet spot immediately after i heard about this and it is now giving me a vision to focus on each day and i want to share exactly what this this game plan plus a little bit of you know my own tweaks to it I, I want to share how it can work for you too it's helped me place the right ladder on the right wall and i've just been enjoying the climb so let's get into what exactly the sweet spot is the sweet spot can be defined in several ways it is the intersection of your greatest strength and greatest passion. It's the intersection of your greatest knowledge or skill combined with a strong passion point. It's when you're equally good at what you love to do. And this could also be called your vocation, your life's work, or your calling. It's just your overall purpose. The key point is that it is a balance of both your greatest strength and passion. Okay, It's not one or the other. Climbing the ladder of your greatest strength, but lacking the enthusiasm for what you do can lead to burnout. On the flip side, pursuing something that you love so much, but you lack the skill set will lead to little progression and a lot of disappointment. Okay, they go hand in hand. Greatest strength combined with your greatest passion. And doing work you love and thrive in like no one else, I believe requires finding your sweet spot. It's how you will own your content niche, and it's how you're going to grow an engaged audience around what you know and enjoy the best. Hopefully, this is sounding pretty enticing right now, but how do you find both of these key areas? Well, it starts with performing a self-audit and flushing out all the possibilities visually by hand. So I want you to begin by drawing two large overlapping circles that create a Venn diagram. We're going to label the left side strengths, and the right side is going to be passions. So let's start off by finding your greatest strength, and I want to go through a few action steps to determine this. So step one, write down what you're best at. Getting something out on paper makes things a little bit more real, a little bit more actionable, and a little bit more personal. So ask yourself, what comes so naturally to you that others have a difficult time doing? You know, what knowledge or skill area do you thrive in? And the key word here is thrive. This is not about being average in something. And the goal is to take maybe about 10 minutes of just distraction-free time and brain dump anything and everything you can think of into that left column. And brain dump, brainstorm, whatever. If brain dump sounds gross to you, I don't care. I think it's funny, but it's relevant. So just brain dump everything that you think is your greatest strength into that left column. For example, if I was to fill this out again and go back and redo all this, you know, I, I realize I'm a pretty athletic person. I've played sports my entire life. You know, I play football in college. You know, I, I would say I'm I'm pretty good at basketball, but it's definitely not my greatest asset and you know I know plenty of other people that are way better than me. So I wouldn't add this onto the list. Now drawing, on the other hand, I have a lot of knowledge I've gained for lettering and illustration so this would definitely make the list and growing up is always something that other people said man i wish i could draw i wish i could draw like you i never really thought about it till now and it just makes sense you know something that others have a difficult time doing but it comes naturally to you so drawing for me is definitely one of those step two i want you to consult a trusted resource getting another person's unbiased perspective is extremely helpful they may summarize your strengths way better than you can in your own words. Trust me on this one. My good friend, Eric Friedenson, he lives in Brooklyn, New York, and he is the creator behind F. Studio. you probably heard of him. He has this gift of articulating my thoughts way better than I ever could have. I have a way of rambling to him what's on my mind, and he can just clearly communicate and summarize it back to me. You need yourself an Eric. You can ask several people that you're close to, okay, and crowdsource the information. List their answers along with yours in the left-hand column. Step three is take a finders test. If you don't have that aha moment when you're cross-examining your answers with your resources answers, look into the book StrengthsFinders 2.0. Again, a link to this is going to be provided in the show notes as well. I read this book in college and just recently discovered my copy by digging through leftover flood cleanup, So I was cleaning through some boxes in a, a garage that pretty much got torn apart, and I stumbled across this book, finally found it again, and it was still in great condition, I was pumped. But this book is gold, and purchasing it will give you an access code to take the finders test online. And once you've completed these steps, and you begin to find that one or top two strengths, transition into determining your greatest passion. All right, so finding your greatest passion. I'm a self-help junkie, but there is a lot of garbage out there. And I used to get so wrapped up in so much of this bullshit about chasing your passion. Okay, do what you're passionate about. But the majority of it lacked context. What if you pursue something that you're so passionate about, but you're not very good at it? What if you're wasting time on a cheap thrill when it's really putting you in a hole? Yeah, it's great to do things you love, but I'm definitely not saying do something you're passionate about, screw everything else, leave your job, yada, yada. It's, it's garbage, okay? Don't fall into that trap. You need to have that strength area or knowledge of skill. The passion and drive is what will make that area successful. Okay, passion is the fuel that makes the engine go. And without it, it's hard to get good at something or be good enough to make an impact on others. So pairing your passion point with the strength is a game changer. So here are some steps that you can follow as well. Step one, back to writing. We're going to write down what you're most enthusiastic about. So in that second column I told you about earlier in the diagram, labeled passions, I want you to set aside another 10-minute block of distraction-free time. Write down what it is you truly love to do and what you are most enthusiastic about when you do it. For me, it's simple. You know, I am at my happiest and most fulfilled when I'm creating or I'm helping someone else see a glimpse of their potential I guess that's why I was always so drawn to coaching football or personal training or you know coaching or mentoring or working with other creatives like I love this stuff that's why I started blogging that's that's the whole purpose behind my art that's why I do a podcast that's why I do public speaking it's just a platform for me to help other creatives like you just see your potential I love it step two don't overthink it. Everyone has something they love to do, so finding something you're passionate about should be relatively simple. You may think it's the dumbest thing out there, but there are people out there making a living off their passionate quirks. And a great example is the guy named Andy Schneider, aka The Chicken Whisperer. Look him up, I swear to God this dude's real, but he's become famous for his love of teaching how to raise backyard chickens. Whatever it is you love that you think is weird, who cares, man? If you love it and you have passion and skills behind it, you're going to attract other like-minded people around it too. So if it's something you love, don't overthink it. It's worth taking a hard look at it when determining your sweet spot. You just may be able to pair it with the strength and thrive. In conclusion, let's start putting it all together. By no means am I saying you will find your sweet spot immediately. I'm not saying that. It is a continuous process, just like, Knowing who you are, okay, it's a day in, day out process, but this process can either grow wider or you can niche down deeper within your sweet spot. You know, you can always evolve, you can always grow. I'm just trying to encourage you to have some direction and be more intentional about what kind of content you'll be producing. By combining your greatest strength and passion, you'll not only own a specific content niche, but you'll get to enjoy what you're best at too. Don't get caught up in the thinking and planning, pick a direction. Dip your toes in the water and feel it out. What you pick doesn't have to be what you'll be doing for the rest of your life. I briefly mentioned earlier, but your sweet spot can grow and evolve. And as long as you're focused in a direction of your strength and passion, your intuition will guide you, okay? You'll always have that internal push, that guiding compass to take you to the right path. Most people aren't operating in their sweet spots because they don't feel like their life's work doesn't exist in the world. And most likely this is true. But... You have the ability and the resources to create your own work based around your sweet spot. And I see people doing it and thriving in it every day. People like Aaron Draplin, Andy J. Miller of the Creative Pep Talk, or someone like Jessica Hish. These people didn't quit on their dreams. They're successful doing the work they love and they are experts at it. You can't touch them in their niches, okay? They're in their sweet spot. Hands down, they do what they do best and you can clearly see that they enjoy what they do. If it can happen for them, it can happen for you it will always always boil down to how badly do you want it my challenge to you this week is to follow these steps which I've listed in the show notes along with the Venn diagram to fill out I want you to list out your greatest strengths and your greatest passion have an idea of what direction you could go in as we head into the third and final part of the series which is your intent why you do it matters more than what you do I hope you've been finding some value in this show. I just eclipsed the the 10 episode mark. I'm very proud of this. It shows me that I can get to 50 episodes, 100 episodes, and beyond that. um, If you are finding value and want to give back to the show, I'm not asking for money. I don't have any sponsors. All I ask is that you leave just a short, sweet, positive iTunes review. It helps the it helps the podcast grow and it helps other people discover it. Uh, another way to help the show is just by sharing it with a friend who could use a little creative push as well. If you wanna find me online, I love being on social media and engaging with people like you. So you can find me at PRSPC T V underscore C-L-L-C-T-V. That's perspective underscore collective, no vowels. And then finally, you know, I want to start pushing this a little bit more because This show is targeted around what you tell me you need the most, you know, what your biggest struggles are. By going to perspective-collectiveteam.com and joining my team, you have the power to influence the direction of this show. So if there's something you struggle with on your creative path, whether it's in developing self-help or building a brand or growing an audience, you can share your struggles and I build content around it the best that I can of my experience, or I can direct you to someone else who knows a little bit more than me. Okay, I want to be an open resource to help. And by you sharing your struggles, you dictate the direction of this show. And last but not least, I want to just give a huge thank you to Nick Jenkins of Bluka for the theme music. You can find his music at SoundCloud.com backslash Bluka, B-L-O-O-K-A-H. And as always, I want to thank you for lending me your ears today. I appreciate your time. Keep showing up, keep putting in the work, and keep creating. You've got this.